Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today we're going to talk about the Little Mermaid. Uh, there's a racial controversy brewing over the Little Mermaid uh, because apparently Ariel is black. So we're going to talk about this. We're also going to talk about the financial implications of racial triggering and how that's going to be extremely profitable for Disney. Uh, so get comfortable, buckle up, seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means that we uh, put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we talk about any and everything happening in the black community uh, that relates to our economics, that relates to our families, that relates to our culture, that relates to our people. Uh, black first also means that we educate our kids. So all the black people in the room who are educating your kids and breaking generational curses and not continuing them, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat, hashtag B1. Also, shout out the city that you're from. And what's up on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is the real Boyce Watkins. Look for the blue check mark because there are lots of fake accounts out there that pretend to be me. And if a fake Boyce Watkins ever reaches out to you on your inbox and says, hey, uh, send me an inbox message, just know that it's not me. It's not me. It's a fake. It's a fraud. It's somebody trying to steal your money. So uh, so just tell your friends and report that account. All right, guys. So anyway, how's everybody doing today? What's up, my James, Melinda, uh, Loud Minds? How are you? Uh, I see, uh, let's see, Sky, Sykes King. I see Cornell Sly, Kayla Gonzalez, uh, Chantel James. Uh, good to see you. He's at Harvard, says Loud Minds TV. Harvard, I'm not at Harvard. Now, D1, my buddy, who is a hip-hop artist, he's at Harvard. He's actually doing a hip-hop, uh, some sort of fellowship or something there, which I'm super proud of him, by the way. D1 is a great guy, and uh, and he's one of those rappers that is, you know, that's actually preaching life into the community, not death. Uh, that's one of the things about hip-hop you got to be careful about is that black death this is just the first economic lesson. Dead black people are very profitable. Let's just start there. I don't mean to start your day off in, in, in a negative light, but I just have to say that, that dead black people are, are is profitable. Uh, Hip hop, unfortunately, the, the negative strands, the toxic strands are very profitable, uh, largely because uh, white folks, racist people, not all white folks, but racist people have always been willing to pay good money for a menstrual show. And if you don't think that some parts of hip hop, not all of it, but the toxic side is a menstrual show, then you need to go study some black history. Go read some Dr. Claude Anderson. Go read Black Labor, White Wealth. Go read Powernomics. And he'll give you the whole historical breakdown of how the black man has always been paid handsomely and the black woman, too, to basically behave in a way that is stereotypical. Like so, uh, you know, when 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 Lizzo goes out and in a, in a thong to a Lakers game and, and is twerking in front of children, uh, putting her booty juice on the seats and everything else. They like that. They cheer that on because they want they believe the black woman fulfills two stereotypes. That is the mammy, uh, you know, the big black woman that all the white women love who cooks food in the kitchen and the Jezebel, which is basically the black women are seen as sluts, let's just say it that way, right? So they love to see the Mammy Jezebel stereotype played out on the black woman. That's where that's where the Cardi B's and all that come from. And they love to see uh, th th this gangster thug buffoon uh, image of the black man. 
That's where you get the rapper with 85 tattoos on his face, uh, lots of gold, 55,000 gold chains around his neck, you know, with, with uh, running around with a gun toting and, and, and thugging and ignorant and can't pronounce his sentences right and can't and throwing his money up in the air, right? They, they like to see the black man ignorant or dead or incarcerated. Those are the three areas that they want to see the black man in. Either way, you're still in jail, whether you're in a casket, uh, a jail cell, or you have nothing in your brain. Either way, you are locked up. Either way, you are a slave. And that is very profitable for America. So that's my little side note. I'm going to pull it back, pull the conversation back. But since y'all got me started on this topic, I thought I would just kind of break it down for you in terms of what I see. Now, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My time is a little bit short this morning. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to really cut to the chase and really break some of this down for you. Uh, I want to, first of all, thank the uh, one of the companies helping to sponsor this podcast, which is ScoreElevation.com. So to the, uh, one of today's Dr. Boy shout outs is ScoreElevation.com, a company started by a sister named Crystal Roseman. And ScoreElevation.com, it's a free do-it-yourself credit repair website that guides you through fixing your credit. She says she's also available for consultations on financial planning, startup business consultation. Uh, she said, I help you navigate through things you need to know before setting up your LLC and credit repair coaching. Okay, go ahead, Crystal, at ScoreElevation.com. This is how now. This is how you structure a business. I went to Crystal's website. I was very impressed with the way it was laid out. I was super impressed with her presentation. I thought, and, and also credit repair does help you. Believe me, if, if you have a business, work to get that business credit score up. If you, as a personal individual, if you have better credit, you can make more economic moves. Don't run away from your credit. Address it. Fix it. You can do this. Okay. All right. So anyway, thank you to ScoreElevation.com. If you'd like to get a Doctor Boy shout out for your business or your brand or your platform, uh, just go to DoctorBoysFinance.com. That's how you can do that. All right. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. How many of you heard of the controversy behind the Little Mermaid being black? Anybody? Give me a yes in the chat if you heard about the controversy. Uh, the um, Apparently, there's a, a big thing going on where uh, Halle Bailey, a young actress that I hadn't heard of before, but it sounds like she's going to be the next big thing. Uh, she uh, It says here on the Daily Mail that her Little Mermaid trailer has garnered over 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube after uh, after a racist backlash from trolls on Twitter. The official teaser has surprisingly received over 1 million dislikes on YouTube and even caused the video sharing platform to disable the dislike counter. The Little Mermaid is the live action adaptation of the popular Disney princess film starring grown-ish actress Halle Bailey. Oh, okay, so maybe she's not new because she was on grown-ish. Okay, so she's been around for a little bit. The film has become the center of backlash as much as uh, as much of the online attacks have been tinged with racism as Halle is a black woman. The 22-year-old told people she is focused on support she's receiving from the from children who have been touched by seeing a princess who likes them. So first of all, let me just, you know, give a uh, just clap for Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey, strong sister, smart sister. Looks like she's good at what she does. Uh, there, There's her picture. Um, and there she is as a Little Mermaid, she looks gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. And I mean, come on, if you're gonna, if you're God and you're designing mermaids, you're gonna make the mermaid a black woman because ain't nothing prettier. I'm sorry, ain't nothing prettier. I know the the buffoons are not gonna agree with me. They they they, I guess because something's wrong with them. But ain't nothing more beautiful than a black woman. Can I get an amen in the chat? Give me an amen in the chat if you understand how beautiful black women are and that there is no replacement for uh, the black woman, especially those of y'all who got your stuff together. Just you're, you're awesome. So quick clap for you. All right. So with that being said, uh, let me kind of give you some context on this Halle Bailey, uh, Little Mermaid, <clears throat> um, racist backlash situation. All right. All right. So, <clears throat> so like everybody else, you know, I, I don't like it. I don't like to see somebody get beat up because they take on an acting role. I think it's kind of, 
you know, sad, it's messed up, it's ridiculous. These people are crazy, right? They're ridiculous. Um, so so there's one side of me for sure that says, hey, yeah, I support her. She's talented. Um, my daughters, especially my little one, she loves all the Disney movies. She can sing. We don't, she's taught me songs like, you know, we don't talk about Rune. No, no, no. She knows every single word of the song. Uh, she showed me some other Disney movies, whether it's Frozen and all those other. All good. All good. Support that. I think that's really great. And uh, and I think that, it, that, that she deserves whatever she gets. She's going to be rich if she's not there already. And I hope she makes every single nickel she deserves. Now, one of the things I want to be clear about, though, that I think we have to be careful about is uh, the profitability of racial triggering. The profitability of racial triggering. And what do I mean by this? I remember one time Oprah Winfrey had a movie coming out. And Oprah, um, at the same time that her movie was coming out, does anybody remember this? She told a story about how she went into a store and the lady looked at her funny like, you can't afford this purse because you know, and and because you, you black, and Oprah got mad and walked out and da da da, right? Because then people were like, "How dare you tell Oprah she can't afford no purse? She need to no, Oprah, you need to go in there and buy all the purses to show them that you know." Anybody remember that when, when they when they when they when Oprah told had just happened to ironically tell the story about um about the the, the racial diss she received in the store uh, right before her movie was being released. Do you think that that was an accident? Do you think that that just sort of accidentally occurred? Do you think it just kind of just slipped out? Or do you think that there was some strategy behind that? The, the, the strategy, and let me just make it plain for y'all. The strategy is that racial triggering is very profitable because black people, we're, we're easily triggered. We're easily offended. We're very emotional people, especially when it comes to race, for good reason, because you've been treated like crap for such a long time. Of course, you're going to get mad about some of that. And, uh, and and then what happens is we all get mad and we say, we're going to go see Oprah's movie because we want to support her or or what? How dare you tell Oprah she can't afford a purse? Oprah, you need to go in there and spend your money. And, and here's the problem. If you really understand, if you read books like Powernomics, Black Labor, White Wealth, they'll explain to you that there is no black power that you obtain by giving all your money away to white people, that you're not really proving anything to anybody. When you say, I'm going to prove to you that I'm equal to you by, by spending money in your store. Okay. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, ain't nobody feeling sorry for you, Oprah. I'm sorry. You, you're a billionaire lady. Stop that. Stop, stop acting like you're going through it like everybody else. Cause you're not, you know, I, I get it. You're going through some things. Believe me, more money, more problems. We know this, but you're not going through it the way a poor black man on the South side of Chicago is going through it, the way a single black mother in, in the hood is struggling to pay the bills. That's not you. So this racial triggering, that is laid out uh, is, is unfortunately, in some cases, it's designed to be very profitable for those who tell this story. OK, and they happen to release these stories right when something big happens, because black people are the number one fuelers of media in this country. We watch more TV than any other group of people. Uh, the Nielsen studies show this. Uh, we consume more social media than other people. We are the biggest consumers. We're the only group of people that is trained to be 100 percent consumer and zero percent producer you're the only you're, you're special in that way so disney uh whether or not these racist trolls were on the platform or not which again she doesn't deserve this this isn't right this is hurtful it's unfair um first of all let's just say this the, the racist trolls are not the ones who are planning to go see this movie the racist trolls are not the ones who are going to fund uh hallie bailey's multi-million dollar paycheck 
Uh, in fact, it's just like running businesses. Like when I run my business, most of the people who talk crazy and say terrible things about what we do on this platform are people who will never, ever support anything that we do. So why does their opinion matter? It doesn't act. It actually doesn't matter that much. Right. So ultimately, with this Disney movie, the opinions of racist trolls are irrelevant because Disney's going to make their bread regardless. Let me just give you a quick rundown of how much money Disney movies make. So anyway, but actually, before I do that, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe, and let me open the door for a minute. My wife and I have a meeting in a couple minutes with somebody. And let me just tell her that I'm talking to my family right now, and I'm going to need a couple extra minutes to get ready. So so don't go nowhere now. Don't, don't y'all run away. I'm going to go talk to my wife. This is like real life stuff. This is like me trying to be a good husband. Hold on. Hold on. Hey babe, I need like 10 minutes. So if you want to start with time, you can. Um, I need 10 minutes. I don't know if I heard that or not, but I had to so because like because we gotta do this right. We gotta do this conversation right. So let me um lay out, let me tell you. So here's how much money Disney has made in its last few, just its last few cartoons that it's released. Uh Encanto. Anybody see Encanto? Encanto made uh, almost a quarter billion dollars uh, in the worldwide box office. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon made 116 million. Uh, Frozen 2 made 1.45 billion dollars. Uh, let's see here. There's another one called Ralph Breaks the Internet. They got uh, half a billion dollars. Uh, there is uh, Moena that made 632 million. Zootopia made a billion dollars. Big Hero 6. I have no idea what that is made 648 million and frozen made 1.2 billion. So, so, it, and, and then on top of that, black Panther, a, another film that stars a lot of black actors that profits Disney uh, made $1.344 billion. A big chunk of that money came from the black community. Several hundred million dollars came from you. Now, how many of y'all got a check in the mail from Disney for the success of black Panther? How many of y'all got a check? How many in the black community, did anybody get a check for their business? So what Disney said, thank you so much, black people, for supporting us. Here's a, here's $100,000 to make sure you and your kids are good. Uh, this is your cut of the Black Panther money. Did anybody get that check? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you got got that check from Disney. And anybody um, anybody going to get uh, anybody uh, set up to do profit sharing with, when this uh, Mermaid movie comes out? Hey, hey, again, well, now I'm a Disney shareholder, so I, I got a little bit of that. I got a little piece of that. But But most of us are not. Right. And so so what happens is that we get these confusing relationships where you have black actors and actresses that partner with big white owned, mostly white owned companies that basically take the bulk of the profits from these projects that are marketed to black people. Now, I'm not saying that it's completely sinister. I'm not saying that Disney's doing anything unethical. I'm not saying that these actors are sellouts. What I am saying is that there's a big difference between economically supporting a movie with black actors in it versus actually supporting the black community. Those are two different things. And it's very important that you understand that the, the goal is to kind of confuse you. So, so when the racial triggering comes out, not to say that Disney's behind all this, I mean, they didn't write this article, but when the racial triggering comes out and you say, we're going to fight racism by going and buying a ticket for a Disney movie, just know that, that the two do not compute. The two do not compute. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know, if somebody... Uh, beat up my child and I say, I'm going to protect my child by eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's not me protecting my child. Those are two different activities that have two different objectives and two different incentives. Okay. So, so ultimately 
Disney's going to get rich uh, from this movie. Uh, a lot of that money is going to come from black people who are super excited to see a black person in a Disney movie. They're going to they get excited to see a black princess when the reality is that there are tons and tons of black owned businesses and black animators out here who already created black princesses for you. Did y'all know this? How many of y'all knew this? Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you've seen even an inkling of the number of black animators and black cartoonists and black filmmakers who've already done black owned films that have black princesses in them. A black princess is not something that that can only exist in the world of Di of Walt Disney. I mean, in fact, Disney, the the creator of Disney, Walt Disney, didn't even like black people. I don't know if y'all know that, but he didn't. He wasn't too fond of y'all. So, so let's just be clear that Disney does not have a monopoly on the creation of of black princesses or black mermaids. I'm sorry, I said black princess, mermaid princess, kind of similar, same thing, right? Because people got excited when Princess and Frog came out, and uh, and I had a friend that wrote on that movie. It was a great movie. It was well done, but again. That none of almost none of that money trickled into the black community. A couple of black actors got a job. Maybe there's some black directors that got some opportunities, but opportunities for one or two individuals are not the same as uh, as 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 structured investments in a community that will elevate the masses of people. You know what I'm saying? You you you. Unfortunately, we get trapped too often in the Jackie Robinson effect. <coughs> Excuse me, where we misinterpret an opportunity for one black person. To mean that that's an opportunity for everybody or we also misinterpret acceptance by white people into a white institution as some form of black progress let me be clear no disrespect if you're white and you're in the building and you're a little nervous don't get nervous i'm just telling you the truth about life and about america and about yourselves there is no black progress that comes from white acceptance so this, and I, I, let me say, there is no black progress that comes from white acceptance. So when you hear about a black person who gets a job at Yale, congratulations to them. But there's nothing special about a white university that an HBCU can't do as well, that an HBCU can't do better. Uh, when you hear about a black person that gets an opportunity, I, I saw an article once where somebody said that uh, one lady, I can't forget her name. She uh, made black history because she was the first black host on the Today Show. And I said, that's wrong because the Today Show does not get to decide what constitutes black history. I've never heard white people say that white history was made when black people decided to accept this white person or that white history was made when this white guy finally got into an HBCU. So what's what, what you're effectively seeing is it, when you believe when you sort of buy into these ideas, unfortunately, you may be supporting racism. Because what you're doing is you're 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 concluding that whiteness is a step up and that blackness is a step down. You're concluding that this really talented person who's finally where their talents finally being acknowledged by white folks, that somehow now they're legitimate when they were illegitimate before. And I go through it all the time. I have people all the time that tell me, Dr. Boyce, you you're so good on your podcast. You have over one point four million followers. You you could be on TV one day. You could get a show on CNN. And I'm like, why would I want that? Why in the world would I want to be Don Lemon? I don't want to be Don Lemon. I don't want to be on CNN. CNN is ignorant to me. I, why in the hell would I go from a space full of intelligent black people to be in a space full of mediocre white people? That is not, that's not my goal. That's not my objective. That's not a step up for me. That would be something I did if my first option didn't work out. But that's like telling me that I should dump my wife and go marry a white woman. Ain't no, I'm not trying to go marry a Kardashian, Kanye. That, that's not a step up for me. That's a step down for me. Kardashians will ruin your life and steal your damn kids. Why would I think that that's 
that, that his ice is colder than my ice. No, black ice is the coldest ice that was ever invented in the history of all mankind. Ain't nothing colder than black ice. So when I'm doing black stuff with black people all day and we're intelligent black people, we are the canaries in the mind. We are ahead of the curve. We are doing things that are gonna that are gonna rock this community and rock this world for many generations to come. So this is the place to be. You are the juice, you are the sauce. Everybody gets this except for you. That's why they copy you. That's why everybody imitates what you do. That's why everybody wants a piece of you. They even want your DNA because you've got something in you that is special and you have to see your specialness. And when you see your own specialness, you're not going to run around behind mediocre people trying to get whatever they got. You dilute yourselves when you do that. So stop that. Anyway, let me keep going. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, if you are into uh, the kind of stuff that we talk about on this platform. I want to remind everybody that we have our own convention. Uh, it's called the All Black National Convention. It happens every year. It is in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina this year, October 28th through the 30th. If you believe in black wealth, if you believe in black love, if you believe in black education, black family, the convention is for you. Uh, and uh, these are these are a few images <clears throat> from the convention. That's my beautiful wife. And um, and and so, and of course, she's going to be there. She's going to do her speed dating. She loves to do her speed dating because she's a matchmaker. And so uh, feel free to go to BoyceWalkins.com, and there are links for you to join us at this year's convention. It's going to be great. Last year's convention was amazing, and I hope you'll join us this year. So anyway, let, let me let me sort of conclude with this. Let me finish off so I can go in here because my wife and I have a meeting, and uh, and I had to delay it just a little bit for this uh, conversation because I want to make sure we got we got we got our business done. Uh, so 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 here's here's my conclusion on this. So Disney has this big controversy where uh, this trailer for The Little Mermaid comes out and one, it gets 1.5 million dislikes on YouTube because there are, surprise, surprise, at least a million people in America, probably more, who don't like black folks, who uh, go out of their way to, uh, to ignite your racial trigger because they know you're that sensitive. They know that they can gain relevance, that they're idiotic, ignorant ass opinions, some backwoods redneck in Tennessee with three teeth in his mouth, realizes the only way he can have relevance in this world is by saying something racist so that he triggers black folks into making his opinions relevant. Uh, I don't listen to people like that. People like that don't matter. And uh, it, it, in, in, in my view, at the end of the day, uh, this, this is incredibly irrelevant. And so what I would say is to Halle Bailey, I cheer her on. Uh, I love her talent. I think the movie's going to be great. My daughters will be watching this movie. So, um, and I'm their bonus dad. I'm not their biological dad, but they have a great dad, and we work together to make sure these girls are safe and protected. And so, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna watch this movie. But I will say this: just make sure you you never ever think that supporting a Disney movie is the same as supporting the black community. That is all symbolic. That is not real. That is not real economic elevation of the community. True economic elevation of the black community comes from supporting a black owned entity that is also creating a black princess. And Disney ain't the first ones to do it. There are tons of black filmmakers who have put black princesses and black mermaids and black magicians and black everything in, in these movies. We've got to support them, too. Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying so that I know that I did my job so we can bounce on out of here. Give me a yes in the chat. All right. So uh, so by the way, if you um, are uh, interested in what we're doing in the Black Business School this week, we have a free event on the 16th, a couple of days from now. Keisha Ravenel, who is the CEO of We Inspire Brands, is coming in to talk about how she built a profitable T-shirt business. So if you'd like to join that <clears throat> event, excuse me, <clears throat> just go to boycewalkins.com. I'll put the link at the top and uh, you can come in and hang out with family. So uh, anyway, have a good night, everybody. God bless you. 
And uh, I will see you soon. And I love you. And I hope that uh, your life is wonderful. And I hope your investments are making a ton of money. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Thanks.